0: Practically, you can get away with not speaking German here. Yeah, yeah. But there's, especially if you're trying to get into, like, the scene here, Mm. like, that's not, you're really closing yourself off. You're really not going to do well if you don't speak German, right?
1: It depends. The the scene is quite uh, broad. So if you, for instance, if you go to some experimental noise and improvisation concerts, uh like here in Neukölln are in Neukölln are some some places you can go uh most of the people just speak english or like people from from all over the world coming here so it's it's a different scene and it's maybe not the scene of new music from the german tradition but uh you come along with english quite well. but isn't there I, I don't know maybe this is like paranoia
0: but i have a feeling I, I i always get the feeling that there are like this secret group of people that just speak German, and that 's like the scene where all the decisions are made and it it's not that they're exclusive to other people it 's mm. that they're we're in germany it's you know it's kind of a lot of German money floating around and it's it's completely understandable but mm. you should you know if you're if you're interested in dealing with those people, mm. then you need to speak German because it's mm. what they're it's what they're comfortable with, and it's that's fair too, because yeah. we're in their. In, I'm in their country.
1: I think you're right. There are a lot of people, uh, especially from the broadcast systems, from the festivals, or especially from the smaller local groups of of new music. I think this is something unique in Germany that you almost in every small little town you have a, a, a at least a little scene of new music. Uh, you can go to Gütersloh or to. Paderborn or to Schwetzingen and all these little... Uh, I've never heard of any of those two places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. these little little towns of, of, in Germany. There may be maybe 100,000 people living there or maybe 80,000 people something and still you will have someone who makes concerts for new music and there will be a little funding at least from the uh, official side from the town who makes concerts possible. And of course in this little local areas you don't have such an international scene and you won't have any chance to to go there speaking English. Or maybe you will have. I don't know, but, but uh, it's it's pretty uh, rare. I think that there are people from other countries coming to these little villages.
0: In my mind, and maybe this is me being like insecure about, I don't know, being an English speaker, that seems rude, doesn't <laughs> it? I mean, to try and integrate yourself or try and get opportunities and not take the time to understand the culture on the on the language level and i'm not even saying that i'm like i'm a master of german mm. i can get you know i can get by it and i am actually even at the point where if if i do for, for too long i do get a headache mm, but yeah. even even the gesture of trying is you know you know what i mean yeah I I, know what yeah. You
1: mean. yeah i think it's polite and i think it's, it's especially in germany it's not the same like in other countries i think uh in, in France or uh, in Italy it's it's much more necessary to speak Italian or France, uh, French uh, to to go there and it's uh, but in Germany I think it's still polite but I don't know there are still some problems with a German history which uh, makes um, local politicians and and culture politicians think about uh, more close about international corporations and I think still the most German politicians have not this... I think it's something to do with the German uh, history, that it's it's still not that normal to, to say we need German music and German language, and uh, that's um, still awkward for most of uh, the German politicians, which is good, I think.
0: It's good? You think it's good yeah, that I they feel that? Yeah, I think it's good. Is it good for every generation to feel like, dude, like you can't do you, do you feel that there's no way that you feel that because mm. you're like a you know you're like a young guy?
1: No, yeah, it's 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 more like something like uh, for me, it's personal, it's something uh, which has nothing to do with the history that much, but uh, with a uh, idea of nation in the future. I think it's maybe a good starting point. Maybe it comes from the history, but it's a good starting point for a new definition of of internationality. Why do we have to keep these nations and these national borders? And especially if you do um, go, go to the culture scene or to, to the music scene. When I go to a country, I don't want to name one, but a small country and I see they have a lot of funding for especially people coming from this little country. Uh, and there are a lot of small countries in Europe which have fundings especially for composers from their country. And you see, okay, they have good fundings, okay fundings for contemporary music. You're talking about like Scandinavian countries now that have a lot of, yeah. For I mean, instance, I said it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. For instance, or, or Switzerland, or Netherlands, or um, Portugal, or Spain. It, it's not always good funded, of course. But uh, you see, uh, especially in the small countries, yeah, they have programs for the, for the composers from their own country. You can totally understand that. But it's for me, it's, it's aesthetically... I can imagine that it's not interesting for in a longer, longer run, as you st- always stay in your little group of schools, of teachers, of aesthetics, of traditions. And it k- keeps much more closed in the, in the way of what kind of music, what kind of art is produced out of that. And I, I think it's, it's something I really appreciate about Germany. It's, it's not maybe that it's uh, funded that good. that's fine (laughs) of course but uh, the best point is that it's um, quite international and that a lot of people from all over the world come here and there's an exchange and I see a lot of different approaches to to art and to music because Germany uh, has this tradition since the Second World War to fund everybody who lives here much more than the people who are born here.
0: Is that why you think You know, this has actually come up in a bunch of other interviews but it's like okay it's kind of this weird contradiction that now, be, now, because of technology, we have access to all types of information. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I still find that aesthetics are very provincial.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of, of, of could be a lot of reasons why that is. But I, I uh, found out the same. I figured out that uh, there is uh, knowledge, a lot of technology, a lot for uh, the the people all over the world, or at least in the Western civilization, have good uh, education and good. Uh, access to to technology and stuff. I think it's really about how you get in discussion, how you get uh, involved in different point of views, how you um, become to get over the point where you just have access to something, where you just have possibility to do something. You need to go beyond it and find a way to to merge things together uh, which you haven't thought before. And I think there's, Something like um, or something which can make you think you 're on the right track, but it 's still superficial, because if you learn how to deal with electronical technical stuff, or you you learn how to do deal with a, a tradition of new music and the handwriting you need or the craftsmanship of it, and you you have learned all that, and then you think oh well i 'm a composer i 've learned it, I know how to deal with it you 're not an artist by that, you need to go. Still further and f- maybe forget about all this, what you've learned. And for that, I think it's it's important to be in a uh, surrounding or it can help to be in a surrounding where things are not fixed that strong or more in a disconnected way. When did you realize that you had to surround yourself in that way? maybe 10 years ago something or eight years ago something um how old are you now here i'm, I'm 38 now and okay. i was at the end of my 20s and run to the 30 when i figured out that it's um that the music i'm writing is it's that's maybe normal if you're 20 something it's much uh, it's very strong uh, influenced by my teachers and by my uh, of course uh, the, the tradition i come from and uh, i figured out that it's not enough to to rearrange everything I learned, and this happened when I was was end of twenty, uh, around thirty. I, I realized, okay, I'm I have some commissions, I have some chances, some opportunities. I'm going to different countries, presenting, presenting, starting to present my music. But I met a, a lot of people, and this maybe was the best part of it. I met people from all over the world, and I like to discuss with people, and I like to discuss with uh, about my music. This is something I. I've I've learned in in, in uh, school in my in my music school.
0: Where were you living at the time when you when you came I, to this
1: realization? I was living in Karlsruhe. Okay, yeah. south of Germany and uh, southwest. And I had a scholarship at the ZKM, uh, the Center for Arts and Media, which is a, a very c- cool place and I met a lot of people from all over the world and this was uh, a part of this, but but, uh, I had some, some composer friends from all over Germany and all over Europe and we started to discuss and I came more and more to the point, well, yes, I don't want this music everybody writes and there's so much new music which works all the same way and sounds maybe not the same, but pretty similar. And I figured out, oh, and my music too. Describe what that was. I mean, describe what you were dissatisfied with. Um, I was dissatisfied with um, the way how things are produced. I, I started to have a, a something. I, I went. Uh, I won a prize. I won the Kranichstein Prize of the Darmstädter Ferienkurse. I know that one. And yeah. uh, it's, it's quite famous. Yeah. And uh, I was very happy and was totally overwhelmed. And I, I got some commissions out of that. And I started to write an orchestra piece and was very uh, nervous and and everything went pretty pretty fast so i had to write pieces and i did uh, write pieces in two months and uh, write uh, uh, the next piece and I, I suddenly figured out i'm not i'm just repeating myself using techniques i i learned and rearranged the same ideas and i thought this for me something I, I dreamed of. I had a success, which, which helped me to do something. But on the other hand, I figured out it's not the way I want to work. I have no time to think about what I'm doing and I have no time at all to ask myself, what kind of art do I want to do? I just was repeating what I was expected to do. In a, in a, it's not that easy, but, but um, I had my specific ideas of music, but it was not enough time to work on it. And I felt... I need different surroundings. I need a specific setup in which I can work more critical, more self-critical, more distant, more, uh, with, with more time, with uh, other opportunities. And, you know, I was writing for great ensembles. I was writing for great orchestras at this time. And it was all the same. I wrote a piece. I sent the score. They rehearsed it for two or three times was fantastic, they rehearsed it very good. good ensembles don 't good ensembles yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was no discussion. They just asked, "How should I do that? How should I do that?" And I had the question, "Why should I do that? Why should you do that? It was like uh, we're doing new music, experimental music, contemporary music, but for me, there was not that much experimental or uh, contemporary at all. It was most of it was. Uh, business as usual with some little changings here and there and some some arrangements here and there. If I take it serious, uh, it is a music which you can't do in two rehearsals. Even if you're a great musician, if you do something really which is out of your experience then you need more time and for me it was like without an alternative it it looks like okay you're coming into a business you're coming into a, a job as a composer which I never thought the job as a composer would look like like a uh, like a, a salesman or like a businessman it, it was totally like pff, I could do it could can be everything but it's it's, it's so for me it figured out so so normal and automatically what i was expected to do what they were expecting to do and so in a a way a a negative way of professionalism did it seem like a
0: because it doesn't have that image right it doesn't it doesn't quote and i'm doing quotes now Mm -hmm. sell itself as business as usual Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you found it to be that right so did it come off as disingenuous farcical you know like how like how did, how did your vision of actually the scene change once you won this prize mm. and then you got a bunch of stuff mm. and then all of a sudden you're you're in it you know because you won a big
1: award how did your opinion of it change what changed was yeah the experience i made uh, the way i'm i was treated in the in the first place Before I I had these opportunities, I worked together with younger, uh, younger musicians, younger ensembles. And they had much more time and they were of my, uh, were my age and, they had more in- uh, understanding of what's what's coming up, what's, what's new. And I figured out that, especially in Germany, maybe in Europe, um, a lot of musicians and institutions, which were founded in the 80s, 70s, 80s, started something like Ensemble Intercontemporain or uh, Ensemble Moderne or uh, these festivals for contemporary music. They're not that old. But within the last 20 or 30 years, they became something like... I don't want to say normal nowadays. Those festivals, a lot of those ensembles, and a lot of funding for that. And I understand that people uh, in the in the seventies and eighties uh, had to fight for it. That it came to this point. But I think, like like all institutions, it's, it's totally normal for institutions. They they get old as well, and and they stuck into a specific aesthetics. They stuck into a into a specific. Way of doing business, or right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the Way of yeah. doing business, how they how they deal with um, with, the, with the problems with the projects, and I think it's fine for a lot of musicians and a lot of composers, but it was not right for me. So I don't say it's it's bad for all, but just just my personal impression was I can't work this way, and on the other hand, it's the only way I'm supposed to. It was just not enough alternatives to do a different kind of work if you want to get a good performance. Do you think that's inevitable though? I mean, not, I mean, uh, uh, that's what I was thinking.
0: Yeah, yeah, not your specific take on it, which seems to be like you were not satisfied with it once you had gotten into it, Mm -hmm. but that that's just how institutions age Mm -hmm. is that they don't know what they're doing, they figure out something that works, over time they repeat that because they want it to work, Mm -hmm. and then it becomes habitual, Mm -hmm. and then. After it becomes habitual, then eventually it gets stuck. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, while it's getting stuck, the world is changing, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So what do you do now? What, what was your solution? Have, did you find mm-hmm. one? Are you happy now? Well, or ha- happier now <laughs> with what you're doing, not yeah. like in general? I, but I'm in the-
1: much happier now because the the first thing I, I decided is to stop composing <laughs> for a year, something, and to think about uh, w- or just just find something I was teaching at this time in the music school uh, in, in Frankfurt at the Musikhochschule Frankfurt and I, I kept this so I had some, uh, some money. It was okay. But I, I stopped composing and I tried to figure out in the first place what do I want to have, do instead of that. And I figured out okay, I, I know a lot of musicians about my age which I really appreciate working with. And uh, I started to ask them to work with me without any commission, without any appointment about the, uh, the the date of the concert, so I had as much time as I want. I had the musicians I choose myself. I um, decided to to uh, work very close with them. Uh, a lot of rehearsals in the in the first place, not when the piece was done but during the composing during composing the piece i worked with them it was all uh, solo pieces so I, I had a good chance to uh, to get in close contact with those uh, musicians and and also develop a unique relationship with an instrument itself right, right. yeah yeah and and with a person so i started this uh, is a project i started right after this point and i do it till today it's a series of pieces for soloists which is called uh, Schöner Leben, which is translatable as uh, l- Beautiful Life, Beautiful Life, yeah. Living Beautifully, yeah. something like that and i try to to write a piece not only for an instrument but for a person for really for a person as a a complete uh, with a personality with the ability they have besides playing this instrument so i try to to involve a lot of of stuff into this compositions which is not instrumental techniques uh, but it's it's the the way they act on the stage they they uh, are as uh, how they are as persons and it comes into the process and i wrote on this pieces for instance the, the first i started the one i started first the, the piece schöner leben 1 the first of this series uh, i worked for 4 years on this piece with a lot of steps in between other pieces of this series uh, how long is the piece it's not that long it's 12 minutes
0: so you you spent 4 years on 12 minutes right you did 3 minutes a year
1: uh, you can't say that like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, 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 actually, I wrote maybe uh, five, six, or seven versions of this piece and rearranged it and retried it and, and tried again with a, It's for a singer. It's for Daniel Glöger, one of the best uh, countertenors in, in the world for contemporary music. And I rehearsed with him quite a lot in these years. And I wrote other pieces uh, in in these four years. And so it's not just this piece. Uh, I, I wrote a lot of, of other things. After a while. But the first thing I started really took four years and was like, pff, damn, when I'm finishing this, uh, I'm through with my the idea, I, with, with my uh, personal way of composing and how I want to deal with it.
0: That's crazy, though, but you really downgraded your career in order to do that, right? Yes. So at some point were people going up to you and they're like, hey, here's this great opportunity for this orchestral piece for mm-hmm. Don I'm, I'm coming up with hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying this happened. But you were like, actually, I'm not composing anything for a year. Mm-hmm. And even after that, the answer is probably going to be no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, is that what you, it was? A, I'm guessing. Was it like some type of version of that?
1: Yeah. So some So it was not Donna Eshing. But, um, yeah, there know. were some, some questions and people asking, do you want to write a piece? And we have a, a idea here. and so And I said, no, I'm not composing or just I'm just trying to figure out how I want to do composing, how I want to work, how I want to collaborate, and it was absolutely possible that when I came back <laughs> with an idea, that everything opportunities is lost to do anything. But personal on a, on a on a point, I was um, it became physically. Uh, I, I I had physical reactions. Uh, so so like like I felt really uh, krank geworden. You got and, sick, I mean that's yeah, all I did yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I became yeah. sick from from working like that. I became literally sick from doing compositions within two two months, and uh, i I hated this kind of work. I had the feeling this is not the reason why i'm composing. I'm not composing to fill your programs from your for your festivals in the order you asked me to. Uh, it made me sick, and so i, I it was more like a, a self defense to to stop this kind of work and as uh, to find a, a different kind of work and well i had good consciousness uh, or um self self-awareness yeah so, yeah i was quite uh, aware uh, of of myself that, I think, that or it, introspective
0: it, it, or mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah
1: so it, it i i'm uh, was was uh, happy that it didn't lead to uh, the end of a career but but uh I was not really worried about that, but, but uh, it, it could have happened, yeah.
0: Do you think that this is a, okay, obviously it's how you function. I mean, you're telling me your story, so mm-hmm. like obviously it's how you function personally. Mm-hmm. But do you think that it actually kind of works like that? For, like I understand, like I've I've never gotten like the opportunities that you have. Mm-hmm. But I certainly resonate with what you're saying. And do you think that actually a lot of people who do have those opportunities just remain on that track? Because technically, it is success? they are being successful, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they just stay there and then they just kind of deal with that pressure and the fact that they know that they're not having the time or not giving themselves mm-hmm, the space mm-hmm. to actually... Like there's a whole machinery, like there's like the new music machinery, Mm -hmm. and then then you know it's difficult to get in, but once you're in, you know, Mm -hmm. it's difficult to get out. You're you're in, and it's really hard to say no because you're getting attention, and you Mm -hmm. you know you're getting you're getting accolades, and people know who you Mm -hmm. are, and since since it's such a small scene, you -hmm. can show up to a concert and people go, "There's Martin," you know it's hard to you know spit yourself out of that for the sake of i don't want to say integrity but like feeling better about what you're actually doing like the actual thing that you're making do you think a lot of people are in that situation do you think it's like a,
1: kind of impossible not to be in that situation well, I, I can i can imagine that it is like that i don't know i can't speak for all the people you have to ask everybody but uh, i i can imagine that especially young composers are in this situation i think composers who are well known who are uh, in the scene for longer than uh, a couple of years so maybe like like 10 or 15 20 years and are successful over a long time that they don't have this problem anymore or maybe they have found a solution themselves as well and they have because they have a better standing once you're uh, have a, a, a own aesthetic position which is strong and self-conscious and you can be much more um, offensive is it but that? how do you but how <laughs> but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but authentic I don't know maybe. yeah yeah or more aggressive
0: but how do you but this goes to, this goes back to your the problem that you had how do you develop that if you have a commission do it once every two months I think you're right I think it just I think it just takes space in time to mm-hmm. learn what that is. And when people are throwing
1: stuff at you that's hard to say no,
0: then you don't have the time to find out what that was.
1: Yeah, of course. I think uh, there are as, as many ways as uh, composers are, but but for me, the best uh, opp- opportunity was to rethink and to stay away and to, to be uh, on my own, to, to take my time as long as I need for it and and maybe it's it's something for f- just for young composers i figured out in the last couple of, of years or maybe 10 years that the young composers uh, who study compositions uh, composition in germany or in in europe or in the states start pretty early maybe in the early 20s to get involved in the scene and they try to to really to to get into the scene and win prizes and to figure out some stipendian, uh, some, some scholarship here and some, some award and whatever. And they really try to get into the scene, which is totally understandable. But if they succeed very, very early, it's maybe not always for their best because then they uh, come into this position where they should deliver and they don't have developed enough or they don't have the strength to stay away from this uh i don't know so it's maybe what i figured out or there are there people who are really so cool and clever and who are not misleaded by the success
0: I, d- I i do think all three types of those people exist mm. but maybe this is just me projecting i think it's very very rare that somebody can be really that cool at that mm. young an age yeah. To be able to yeah. to be able to resist that, and also still be able to work within it, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's the definition of a genius. Now I don't know. But like, <laughs> I, like I, it's like it's yeah. really. I've seen yeah. maybe one or two people who can do that, and mm. then the rest are you know. Yeah. yeah. The re- yeah. I'm not saying you're a gen- the the rest are like you, not in the sense that they made the same choice, mm. but they fall into the same traps that you decided that you had
1: to avoid. Mm. Yeah, okay. and the the point is uh, now we're talking about the composers and the musicians, and I think they have to uh, take care of that, and they have to know how they deal with it. But I think uh, it's uh, f- in the last years, I uh, it came to my mind that there's it's it's important to to um, criticize the institutions as well. Because it's for the institutions, it's always like, oh, we're just doing the best. We just try to find new talents. We just want to give opportunities and uh, we, we spend the money and that's all fine. And you can't say a, th- a thing against because it's, uh, but, but maybe because it's, it's so fine and you can't say a thing about against it. It really is a problem because, um, especially if an institution is not critical against itself and not watching itself and enhancing this problem more and more without being aware of it. Because I think a lot of of institutions think about themselves. They are just doing good things and uh, open up possibilities, but not always do.
0: So have you ever done that? Have have you ever been like, hey, institution Mm -hmm. X"? I don't like the way you're doing this. And then they go, hey, but we have good intentions. And then you say, N- mm-hmm. g- can you give me an example
1: of that? I can give you an example of that. So um, I was in a commission, in a jury uh, for an for, uh, award a couple of, of weeks ago. I myself was part of the jury. Okay, yeah, uh,
0: okay. You, you were you were on a jury deciding who would get an award. Right, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, it was, was for students. and was quite a... a uh, not not a big thing, so we had to pick some maybe maybe ten students for a concert or two concerts actually, and we were discussing in, in, uh, within this jury who will be performed in these concerts and There were people in this jury who were arguing from the point of view of the of the institution and from the point of view of the ensembles and musicians and they The arguments they had were totally from the practicability or from the uh, what is easy to do what is easy to play what is okay not that bad music but they didn't really care about how interesting is the specific point and so it came to a to a very mediocre mix between easy to perform not that uh, big effort and okay piece and I was arguing, uh, I was happy that there were some other people on my side, so we were five or six people.
0: Were, there, were they composers that were on your side? or, uh-huh.
1: or yes. just Was it just composers that no. were on your side? No, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, composers and a conductor. And um, Okay, so good, and you had one performer that was... One performer yeah. at least, yeah. But it was, was totally obvious that uh, a problem is uh, in the institution if they just have this look... Too strong on the professional, do the quotes again, on the professional side that everything will turn out easy in the end, that the concert is, is going well, that uh, the pieces are performed good, and they don't risk a thing by picking a composer who did something which is weird and not foreseeable if it works or not. I will not say that it's it's always good to to take the most craziest pieces and get a concert with that but um the tendency and uh, you can see out of that and I was arguing and and criticizing the the tendency something like that will have if uh, the institution is just taking care of itself to keep things running and not about asking themselves with each decision for each concert and each project they do why are we doing that, and how can we decide that the first idea we had? Why we do that is always part of our decision, and it's not only for how can we keep it running easily without any effort.
0: Do you think it's an age thing, like how no. I'm, I'm just okay? So no, no. because the just the, just composer, the personality thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: the composer who was on my side in the jury. I don't want to say the name, and I don't. You say don't have. The, don't you right? don't have to. But he was yeah. very old, so he was almost eighty. So it's totally not a, thing, a question of age, I think. It's a question of what do people understand or what do people think about contemporary music? Is it just a style? Is it just contemporary classic? Or is it just instrumental music uh, in the tradition of Webern and uh, Boulez? Or is it something which is really trying to think uh, and work with music and sound and time always and always again in a new and unforeseeable way. Did you win? I mean, I say win. <laughs> you, you, you know
0: what I mean by win. I don't mean uh, like you were standing there triumphantly as they like lay down on the ground. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like did you? But
1: did, did I think uh, 60 or 70 percent, yes. So it's always... Uh, That's good. Yeah. So yeah. I think the most of the pieces picked wouldn't have been picked if we didn't. So I, I wouldn't say I, but but we as a... Opposition against it wouldn 't have forced it to to be uh, different
0: How many juries like this have you been on, and is there not always is, is there always an argument like that
1: no, not always it 's hard to say because uh, in the juries i 'm in, I always try to to argue like that, not to push specific composers or uh, specific uh, aesthetical things in in the foreground, but just to have a discussion like that and I figured that I haven't been to that much, uh, I haven't been that much to to juries. Most of them were like that, yeah. So I want to
0: get back to the part where you were saying that the crisis, I'm just going to call it that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally right. And the break, that one year break that you took, what conclusions did you come to about your own music, Mm -hmm. what it was doing, what it wasn't doing? Mm hmm. And the solution of how to make it, how, uh, for you to be happier with the music mm-hmm. you were writing.
1: What answers did you get from that year break? It's hard to, to put it in a phrase and to, to just, just put it in, in two or three lines. One thing I, I figured out is I want to have more control over the circumstances of composing and uh, of performance. So what I did is a first uh, step from, or a first uh, reaction of what I th- uh, figured out that uh, working together with single persons is easier than to find a ensemble of five or 10 or 15 people who uh, work that close with me. I can understand, okay, an orchestra or an ensemble is not easy to get for, for uh, 10 or, or 15 rehearsals. It's too expensive. Uh, to start with solo pieces and people who are really willed to work together with me gave me a good chance and a good feeling to, to get on this track. This was the first thing I figured out. And this was concerning the people uh, to choose with whom do I want to work, how long do I need to write this piece, or just just to uh, or let it take as long as it needs to write the piece. Don't make an appointment for an, uh, a performance too early. And... Other thing was without any deadline, without any pressure, I could find more freedom in pushing me to things I have never thought before. This had more connotations. It was not just the time. It I, I found strategies to bring me to points or to bring me to to setups in which I can or in which I have to deal with a different kind of thinking, a different kind of of musical material which brings me out of routines. And, of course, this needs time as well, but uh, I figured out that yeah, something like a, like a motto or like, like a, a guiding sentence for me was this quote by Gertrude Stein, if you can do something, why do it? So this was something like my mantra. Yeah. And uh, so I tried to find things I can't do. Just as a starting point, not as a, a result, because I think it's it 's maybe not interesting seeing people doing something they can 't but but uh, to get away from the, the from the automatisms you 've learned, just doing repeating all the same stuff it 's good to to get into um, a position where you have no experience at all and t- try to to handle it and come along with that okay so give me an example of that. Okay, maybe an example, example would be the piece Schöner Leben Fünf. Or uh, another example would be uh, Das Mitleid ist die Geisel der Menschheit, Sheriff. Which is um, uh, uh, just a tape piece I wrote in this time, 2006, 2007. It's made from found footage. So I, uh, in this case, it was a file. A downloaded file which was uh, corrupt was uh, destroyed by downloading and was totally a mess. So, actually, it was a MIDI uh, a, a stupid MIDI file for a, a mobile ringtone, and it was totally destroyed. And did some weird MIDI s- stuff. And I used it as a as a as a template to work with that. And I was it was totally out of control. So I, I and I didn't try to erase something. I just said, okay, this will be my piece. And I just put something on it or erase something, but you're decorating it, you know, or yeah, or you're decorating. you're putting
0: ornaments on it, yeah.
1: I arranged it. Oh, that's a moment. better word, yeah, yeah, yeah. I arranged it uh, for for specific electronic devices. I, I made versions out of it. I played it in different kind of versions with different players, and I read through it with different uh, kind of programs. And there were three or four, three layers, and the fourth layer is coming very short in the end and these layers are just running, and that's it. So it's a very conceptual example. It's, it's just a small piece, but maybe a good example. So it, it just was something which I found, and I had to react on, and something I wouldn't have thought about in the first place. We'll <laughs> Different approach would be to use uh, recordings from the surrounding. Have you talked to Max Markov? Yeah, he's,
0: he's one of the people who was like, You have to talk to Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Actually, I know him since a couple of years, and uh, in a specific way, maybe this recording of the, of the daily uh, live, the Alltag, we, are, uh, we have something in common. And this is something you you get a different kind of uh, point of view uh, as well as you don't think about what is is in me, what is my expression of something, what do I want to talk about in music. It's more about what do I find, what is there, what is surrounding me all the time, how can I deal with it, how can I react on it. So this in in general is something I figured out that is much more interesting than to... Recapulate your rules of, of how to compose, how to series, how to permutations, how to uh, structures. This is for me was, was uh, interesting as a, as a technique, as a craftsmanship, but, but uh, it's more interesting to, to use it as a tool on something you found which brings you to a totally different direction.
0: But you still have those consistencies, right? Do You, you still have those tools quote that you impose impose on any i'm not random but and like anything that you find that Mm. you think it would be interesting for a piece because you have to have some sense of consistency right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then those tools are maybe is what the consistency is and mm -hmm. because of that the result is even a little bit i mean i'm not saying it's it's the same every time but mm -hmm. it does it does have a it does have a sense of unified Mm -hmm. martin wrote this type thing
1: Right. Actually, to be honest, you can't get rid of it. So I, if I want to be honest with me and uh, with myself, I have to admit, OK, I learned it. It's inside of me. I, I have a tradition uh, from my first piano lessons to my composition studies with Nikolaus Huber. And I learned a lot of stuff. And it's uh, like tools and thinking about music and and parameters and permutations. And I know all this stuff. I learned this stuff. I used this stuff. I wrote music with this stuff, and it's part of me. And uh, to erase it, it's impossible.
0: It's so internalized at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. To get rid of it uh, would be silly because it's just would be just a lie to me. I, I, uh, to pretend I have haven't learned that. So, if I use it, I try to be just conscious about it. To to know that it's artificial. What I'm doing that it's not uh, that there is nothing like something like a natural music or a uh, good music or a, a well-crafted music, I just try to use this as a, a tool and use other things I find or I'm confronted with in my daily life to bring these tools in a direction where I haven't thought before I will bring. So if I just use the tool as themselves to write music as I learned it, I think it's boring because I just keep on turning in the in circles in the same im eigenen Saft, we say in Germany. You're just into your own...
0: Sa- Saft?
1: Saft is juice, yeah. right? Just so your own juice? Yeah, you're just saying your own juice. <laughs> you can't translate it like that. You don't... don't it's, it's it's nasty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I want to get back to this like internalized tool that you have, that mm-hmm. you say you can't erase. It's part of yourself. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound weird, but do you have feelings about it? Personal feelings about it? <laughs> like oh, I wish I didn't have to do this every time or, oh, if only I could get away from this intuition that's producing this result that I'm not happy with, but I can't because it's what I do because it's what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how, you know it's, it's the thing that was chiseled into me before I even mm-hmm. was conscious of the world. So, mm-hmm. like, what, what, what are your feelings about it? Like, are you,
1: are you glad it's there? Or are you, do, you know, do you resent it? I mean, it's mm-hmm. um, a very interesting question. I think in the meantime, I'm, I'm glad that it's there. There were times I didn't reflect that and this wasn't any good, especially during my studies. It was like I didn't understand at all what I'm doing and why I'm doing some things that just came out of my pre-conscious uh, behaviors. Yeah? And um, I thought music should be like that because music is like that. After a while, I, I started hating it. So and uh, when you realize, oh, there's so much you can't get rid of, and it's something you 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 have problems to, to because you carry it with you, and I'm
0: doing it again. No. Yeah, yes. once
1: again, damn it, just one more time. After a while, I think after this crisis and more and more, I became uh, or I f- the solution I found was making it obvious, showing it, integrating it, without. Uh, but knowing about it just uh, this was was uh, very important for me to know my specific heritage musical heritage which is not only a, the the cultural thing so I'm from from germany with the german tradition of course and the european tradition of music but my personal i grew up in a very small village uh, and my, my parents hadn't anything to do with music or just just a very little and didn't listen to, they listened to ABBA and German Schlager so some German, German pop music from the 60s and 70s but oh, okay. in Germany there in the 60s and 70s they had a lot of hits and songs which are American and English hits, they rephrased in German so they sing they sang the same song with German text and put it in a, in a more soft way. Come so. give me deine Hand, come give me deine Hand. Right, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Beatles uh, yeah. version. Yeah, and uh, even uh, uh, ACDC, uh, when ACDC came up in the 70s, they, they made versions with uh, uh, Der Hund von Baskerville, uh, really, so like like a like a spook spooky song, uh, totally misunderstood. And, but but uh, they did it just to sell it again in German yeah. because uh, people didn't buy. Not all the Germans bought uh, English uh, songs at this time.
0: Okay, so anyway, so you come from this. So okay, yeah.
1: how does this? So how does this relate to? Yeah, in the first place, I um, when I was a teenager, I didn't want to do do anything with that. I, had, I was totally aggressive on that yeah i was tending to, to classical music and my my parents didn't really do just a little but uh for me it was like uh i tried to to get in a totally different direction and uh like opposition to my parents or listening to jazz and listening to new music as something as maybe as a rebellion to, to my uh, my parents but there was still always this nostalgia to, uh, about this special music of my childhood. It's, it's, it's in my, it's my brain. I can get rid of it. It works till today, even if I know uh, it's, it's not interesting as music. But I don't want to pretend that it's interesting. It, I just want to show and, and make it obvious, okay, this is a tradition I come from. This is something which, is, uh, which I can't get rid of. And so I integrate it. I do it in a in a very yeah, yeah. You just do it obvious and just say yeah, it's kitschy, it's 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 strange, and it, I love to use and I started loving to use nasty kitschy cheesy sounds within a, a but confronting it, integrating it in different uh, surroundings, bringing it. Uh, uh, when you listen to my music, you will always find a, a, a material which is it's, uh, it's soft, it's cheesy, it's, it's um, maybe uh, too kitschy, a little bit too sweet. But, but it's, it's never alone for it, because it's, uh, I think it's so beautiful. It's always confronted as, as a part of the... So how
0: did you use this in the piece that you sent me?
1: Let's die anderen, the name of the piece. For instance, there's uh, this soprano the recording uh, i sent to you is not not perfect because the soprano in the original or in the live setup you can just barely hear in the background but but anyway it's it's a pretty nicely and and, and softly sung melodies at least which are always in the piece are amplified and not amplified in a very rough way so it's on off on off with a special microphone which makes the soprano sound a little bit more uh, crispy, but you will always hear this, uh, shining, uh, this melody shining a little through, but uh, with a lot of breaks in it and, and uh, uh, so electronical cuts in it. And this would be one, one uh, part of it. Or at the end of the piece, for instance, there are these uh, guitar chords, which are from, a, from a very cheap uh, guitar imitations, make a slight glissando, and uh, they are played through a special loudspeaker, which is on the guitar itself. It's a, it's a transducer, which makes a guitar to a speaker. And so this kind of a Hawaiian guitar, a cheesy guitar sound... Comes f- into this piece uh, like like a special turning of the of the material because it's nothing new. It's uh, the glissandos are in all, in all the uh, the pieces is, uh, full of glissandos in the soprano and so on, and 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 guitar chords are uh, integrated as well. And now this comes from a, from a different approach and and turns out in a combination of glissando and guitar chord to a like a like a cheesy object, which which suddenly comes out of that. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: That integration, is that supposed to be the thing that you want the person listening to grasp onto for them to, re- to for them to pick up on these guitar chords or these uh, electronic sounds and like these quote cheesy mm-hmm. things that you're talking about? Or is it just something that you have to
1: personally do and whatever the output is, they're just supposed to experience mm-hmm.
0: that in an open way? mm
1: mm-hmm one one reason is of course uh, that i'm personally touched by that i love i love this sounds but it's nothing to do with it because i don't expect people to love this uh, the same way i do because it's very personal it's it's what i don't think is that that it's uh, what these pieces are about or something or people should yeah, link to that was to. the question yeah. uh, mm-hmm. i think this is not the point because uh, there are so much other things going on in it it's just just coming once in a while in it and and uh, this was wouldn't be enough at all just to have these dots of of, uh, cheesy sounds in it. Why I use it and I think why I can use it is because it's part of our reality. When I go to the, to the next shop, there's always some Elton John coming uh, from, the, from the loudspeakers in the shop, in the mall. Or you go to, to the um, subway station and there are some people uh, listening to hip-hop music from their phones. And there's always going something, it's integrated in our daily life. So it's, it's there. And I, I don't want to make a music which is disconnected from my life. I want to make a music which is connected to my life, not my personal life only, which is from my history my parents'. But this is doesn't uh, isn't, isn't the main reason. Uh, but it's possible. a result of the main reason.
0: Yeah, it's a result. Yeah, I yeah, brought it yeah, together, yeah, and yeah, now yeah.
1: I think okay, this is just one. But I can use I, I do use uh, hip hop sounds as well, or just just uh, uh, the total of our, or at least of my personal sound experience i i have every day surfing in the internet going through the streets going shopping going to the nature as well but listening to some weird music so it, i try to use everything without any hierarchy so it can meet on the same level and i think it's important to meet on the same level because if you separate separate it and say okay this is music for the, the mall and for the shops, and this is music for, for people in the in the bars, and this is music for the concert hall and people should listen to in the concert hall. You just make the dividing the deeper and deeper, which is there anyway, that people see art as something which is just for a very specific part of, of the population, for only a, a few people who uh, have learned how to deal with the tradition of new music, and it's just for uh, once in a while on the saturday evening you go to a concert and then go back to work i think it's still the O2P or the the idea bring things together
0: have you ever tried putting it in different social contexts yeah, to sure. also because you're saying you gave you know this big statement that you just made of I don't, I don't go for these hierarchies, and mm-hmm. this is just as equal as that. But once you get into a concert hall setting, that's mm-hmm. also setting up this kind of weird Definitely. hierarchy.
1: So, yeah. how, so how do you break out of that? In the first place, I don't see the um, concert hall as the only place for my music. Uh, concert halls, or at least in the, in the widest way to think about concert, it has one big plus. It has the opportunity of silence like a specific place where uh, you can really listen. And I think it's great. And I think it's a development of, of, of the human uh, uh, nature or the human culture to, to have a place to listen, a, a place for listening. And I'm a big fan of that, which I don't think it's, it's automatically hierarchy. Hierarchy comes from the from the tradition of uh, getting on stage bowing making it uh, a specific fee for the entrance uh, having a suit on the stage or uh, all this uh, but but not the listening the listening i think is is great the rest is uh, maybe not necessary when i do recordings or productions of my music i think them as totally equal so Listening to my music live would be different than listening to it on the recording. But the recording is not a cheaper version or a, a um, downgrading it. It's totally autonomous. It's in a piece of, of music itself. So it works as itself. So listening to recordings of my music... Um, Or especially of productions, I have to say, because recording from a live concert will always be something different. But when I do a a mix or a a production um, with my music, it will be always something different, will be a piece of its own. So listening to music at home or on your computer or uh, from a CD or whatever is the first step away from the concert. And maybe something which is the most important nowadays as uh, people listen a lot of uh, to uh, to a lot of music at home this is the first thing but i did music as well for uh, theater pieces for uh, installations in the town or in the city i do uh, did uh, concerts and uh, in very unique places like um, in abwasser canal
0: oh sewer system yeah
1: right it was okay it was just for rain water not for uh, all the Okay, so it wasn't like, okay. No, it was not the <laughs> yeah. smelly part of it. If it's raining very much, it, it needs to go somewhere. And there yeah. some systems. And I did concerts there. And I did concerts uh, in the subway and whatever. Not all the time. And, of course, it's always the question if everything is possible there. But I usually do think about all the possibilities. And when I figure out this is a piece I do which is only possible in uh, this or that setting it will be like that or it will exist as a DVD or as a movie or it will be just a recording or just doing a tape piece or whatever. Uh, Still, I think concerts are interesting, but there's a limit.
0: Well, we've been talking for a while. I think that's a great place to
2: end it. Okay. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, you're welcome.